Welcome to the Critical Care Obstetrics Podcast. My name is Julie Arifay, Simulation Director at Clinical Concepts and Obstetrics. The topic for discussion today is stroke in pregnancy. Two things happened that spurred this podcast. First was the discussion Stephanie had in a previous podcast with Melissa, who suffered a stroke during her pregnancy. And second was the first annual virtual conference on obstetric life support, or OBLS, that I recently attended. During the conference, Dr. Eliza Miller, a vascular neurologist and assistant professor of neurology at Columbia University, gave a presentation on stroke during pregnancy that I thought our listeners would be interested in. She highlighted cognitive aids and strategies for patient care and management. So today, I would like to share the highlights of that presentation. Dr. Miller was not able to join the podcast, but I have communicated with her and Dr. Andrea Shields, one of the creators of OBLS, to obtain their consent to talk about the information that was presented in the conference and in the OBLS text. Dr. Shields is a maternal fetal medicine physician, associate professor and MFM fellowship director for the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology at the University of Connecticut Health. Dr. Shields is one of the main recipients of an Agency of Healthcare Research and Quality grant that was used to develop OBLS. More about Dr. Shields and OBLS in an upcoming podcast. Clinical Concepts in OB has no financial relationship with OBLS. So a few general facts that I found interesting about perinatal stroke. Approximately half of strokes that occur during pregnancy are hemorrhagic. In the general population, only 13% of strokes are hemorrhagic. Hemorrhagic stroke carries a higher morbidity and mortality rate and is a leading cause of disability. This underscores the need for quick intervention if a stroke is suspected. Physiologic changes of pregnancy increase the risk of stroke. It is triple that of the non-pregnant childbearing age population. Hypertension is one of the causes of stroke during pregnancy and it's treatable. I think it's important to note here that at times we try to record the lowest blood pressure possible that we can get. But what we should be doing is taking the blood pressure accurately and treating those high blood pressures when they occur. A history of migraines is another risk factor for stroke, making it difficult to determine when a headache requires further evaluation. The risk of stroke is highest around the time of birth and in the first few weeks postpartum, but it can really happen any time during pregnancy. Like any other OB emergency condition, recognition is key. As Stephanie said in our third episode this season, time is brain. Let me give you a description of what that means when we are talking about stroke. For each minute, blood flow is interrupted in a large vessel ischemic stroke. 1.9 million neurons 
and 14 billion synapses are lost. The traditional mnemonic we use for stroke that's reviewed every two years in advanced cardiac life support is BFAST. It stands for balance, eyes, face, arm, speech, and time. It's looking for either changes in appearance or function and time of occurrence. But BFAST doesn't include the common signs of stroke during pregnancy, which are headache and confusion. These were two signs Melissa experienced. Dr. Eliza Miller, Dr. Kara Shetler, and the OBLS faculty developed a mnemonic specifically for recognition of headache red flags for maternal stroke. When these red flags are present with headache, it's important to either get a scan or neurology consult. The mnemonic is scan me. That is S-C-A-N-M-E. So let's go through each letter. S stands for sudden, severe, and seizure. The headache can come on very suddenly and can be very intense. It can be described as a thunderclap headache. Patients in their own words have said, it's the worst headache of my life. When a seizure occurs from a stroke, it is usually a focal seizure manifested by jerking or twitching on one side of the body, or the eyes are in a fixed gaze, usually to one side. This is in sharp contrast to the generalized seizures that are seen in eclampsia. The C stands for changes in the headache with position change. For instance, the headache is worse in the supine position. There's a change in the quality of the headache. It's different than their usual headache or migraine. So this is where it's gonna be important to really talk to the patient and figure out the quality and the, um, the type of headache that they're having and compare it to what they've experienced in the past. A is for altered mental status. Melissa experienced confusion during acti activities of daily living forgetting the sequence she had always followed during toileting. Now that's definitely a red flag. The N stands for neurologic deficits. Dizziness, vision changes, weakness or numbness, and speech difficulties. The N also stands for nausea and vomiting. Now we know nausea and vomiting can happen often during pregnancy. So this nausea and vomiting is with a bad headache. M stands for medications have given no relief. And E stands for elevated blood pressure, hypertension, or elevated temperature, fever. Mnemonics like BFAST and SCANME are extremely helpful to have when assessing a patient or talking with a patient to determine who needs further evaluation or a neurological consult or both. Once it's decided the patient is having a stroke, here are a few tips to keep in mind. The main goals of OB stroke care are first, stabilize vital signs. Second, imaging to evaluate for stroke. 
Next, if a thorough history has not been obtained, this needs to be done, or if it's done, the key aspects of that history need to be confirmed. Is acute intervention needed? And is the patient a candidate? And finally, ongoing care with an interprofessional team. The structure in place for stroke victims should be utilized for pregnant or postpartum patients. Again, remember, time is brain. When a scan is needed, get one as soon as possible. If you can't get an MRI right away, but you can get a CT scan right away, get the CT scan. I'm not sure what Melissa's CT scans showed, but a patient who continues to have persistent symptoms that we've described above also needs to be seen by a neurologist. Anyone who has listened to our podcast know that I love checklists and algorithms. The OBLS text has an initial stroke management algorithm that details medications, diagnostic testing, key patient care measures, guidelines for birth timing and mode, and treatments for different types of stroke. A pregnant patient who has had a stroke needs a full stroke workup by a neurologist, just like any other stroke patient. These patients should be in a stroke center that provides high risk and critical care obstetric resources, as well as comprehensive stroke care. Dr. Miller advocates the development of a MAST, of a maternal stroke team, or MAST, M-A-S-T. MAST is a select interprofessional team that can be activated with one call and quickly begin treatment specific for, specific for stroke in pregnancy. So who might be on that team? If the patient presents in the emergency department, it would be the emergency room physician and nursing staff. If the patient experiences stroke while an inpatient, it might be the rapid response team. Also on the team would of course be the obstetrician and or maternal fetal medicine physician, obstetric nurses, neurologist, a pharmacist, and other members depending on, on the patient's status may be the anesthesiologist, neonatologist, radiologist and radiology staff, critical care intensivist, and the critical care nurses. Post-stroke care is different during pregnancy and postpartum patients will still need this team approach to plan their care. I hope the mnemonic scan me and the information on stroke will be helpful as you care for your patients. You can find the OBLS website at www.obls.org. For more information about OBLS, and if you want to look or purchase the OBLS manual. Other links and references of interest are in our podcast reference tab on our CCOB website. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. You can learn more about our company at www.clinicalconceptsinob.com. You can also follow us on our Facebook page Clinical Concepts in Obstetrics on Twitter at OB Critical Care and on Instagram at Critical Care OB. 
email us or DM us for suggestions on future podcasts. This podcast was produced by Austin Baird. Are you looking to create a podcast? Please email me at podcastnashville at gmail. That is podcastnashville at gmail.com.